Wentworth smiled grimly as he stooped to snatch for the second crook's gun, for Wentworth was the spider, and to the spider, champion of oppressed humanity, crusader against crime, there was a joy in any righteous battle for mankind. Even now the fighting blood was singing through his veins. If the man on the other side of the limousine had ideas of staying to fight, the spider's grim chuckle changed his mind. He took to his heels precipitately, as Wentworth, captured gun in hand, leaped clear of the tangle of bodies. But the spider flung up the gun, came down to sight as calmly as on the target range, and fired twice. The bullets caught the gunman in the head as he was twisting away. His body spun about, and he hit the pavement with his shoulders. His legs flew high, and the momentum of his dash rolled his body over on its face. Wentworth looked down at the gun in his hand, and, weighing it on his palm, nodded. It was a very satisfactory weapon. He turned toward the limousine. The chauffeur's terrified face was peering whitely at him through the windshield. A dark splotch showed on the man's left shoulder. Notwithstanding which he wrenched the car backwards suddenly, kept the motor roaring at full speed until it backed around a corner half a block away, then spurted ahead northward. Wentworth whipped a silken handkerchief from his breast pocket, polished the automatic clean of fingerprints, and tossed it ringingly to the pavement. He caught up his sword, wiped its blade on its victim's clothing, and sheathed it once more in his cane. Then his hand dropped to his vest pocket and came away with a platinum cigarette lighter. Somewhere off to the west a police whistle began burbling frantically, but Wentworth still stood looking down at the bodies. He was a handsome, lithe figure, with squared, confident shoulders and an arrogant poise to his head. Yet, despite the nonchalance of his stance, as he stood there leaning upon his cane, his thin-jawed face was hard, and there were cold lights in his grey-blue eyes. He was thinking that, for the healthful example it would impart to the rest of the underworld, these men should be found with the spider's scarlet seal upon their foreheads. Yet he had promised himself never again to use that dread symbol while in his own identity. It was too dangerous to him personally, and a more cogent reason still to him. His mere identification with the seal, even if he escaped capture, would destroy his friend Stanley Kirkpatrick, Commissioner of Police. There were still echoes of the gossip that had followed Kirkpatrick's failure to shoot the spider when he had had the conspicuous opportunity to do so. Afterward the spider had shot the Commissioner through the shoulder. That had settled the gossip, as it had been meant to do but a very little of the wrong kind of activity would start all that again. No, he mustn't do it. That police whistle, too, was piping nearer now. But despite his thoughts, Wentworth did not pocket the cigarette lighter which contained the seals. There were powerful reasons for imprinting the brand. Since the new underworld brain had taken control, criminals had lost all respect and fear of the law. A series of bold and carefully planned robberies had been perpetrated. Many witnesses had been murdered. A bank had been looted of a half a million. A rich jewelry store stripped, and the bandits grew increasingly bold. It was obvious that if the new underworld leader continued unchecked, the criminal element would soon throw off all restraint. A major factor in its higher daring was the fact that no one paid the penalty for any of his crimes. Many had been arrested, but few had come to trial and when they did, the witnesses disappeared mysteriously, sometimes even terribly. It was not the fault of the police. More than twenty of them had been killed lately in pursuit of bandits, but once the criminals escaped from the scene of the crime, they were virtually sure of safety. Thus the morale of the force was breaking. Wentworth knew the reasons for all this, political protection of the underworld. There was an unholy alliance of criminals and politicians— 
That, in fact, was what had blocked him in all his efforts to trace out this new crime leader. That was why, after weeks of failure, he had quit his life of luxury and ease to come to the underworld to live under the assumed identity of one Limpy McGee, owner and operator of a second-hand shop. That was why, too, for reasons of personal safety, he should not implant his dread seal now. Personal safety, Wentworth laughed. Slowly, grimly, he stooped above the bodies of the dead. To the paling forehead of each he pressed his sinister scarlet seal, the emblem of his vengeance, a red spider with sprawled hairy legs and venomous fangs. He must take this risk in order to strike more surely at that criminal chief. It was time the underworld felt again the fear of the spider, merciless killer of the night, who wrecked upon them the one vengeance which could chill their blood the same penalty they meted out to others. The seal...